Welcome back, lords, ladies, and lovelies, to Black Girl Tea Party. My name is Yasmin Hill. And I'm Alexandria Dorsey. First up, let's get right into the brew. Yasmin, what's brewing for you this week? What's brewing for me this week is that Zan and I were able to work for a whole semester on a very interesting reporting project along with some other very talented journalists um, in our school. Uh, It's called The Cost of COVID, and it's a collaborative microsite on the cost of COVID in all different age groups and um, socioeconomic groups and like work spheres and how COVID has impacted entrepreneurs, how COVID has impacted local farmers, how it's impacted the elderly and how they're dealing with isolation and even how high schoolers now are, how their journey like embarking on college is a lot different. So we were able to, you know, go at it from a lot of different angles and we, Zan and I got to see the final product a few days ago and that was really exciting to see. So that's my brew. It'll be published on the Making Newsroom um do you know when um actually i don't know what i think i'm sure so our it's it's our final assignment and so definitely we'll post it after finals um and you know i'll i'll link to the making newsroom site um in the con in the um in the show notes and so like y'all can always find it under the cost of covid um site on there whenever it's published i think the title for like yes mean section it's um it's vegetables and vaccines right yeah, the, the title of the section that I've been working on with um, Mitch Robinson, who's a very talented multimedia journalist, is Vegetables and Vaccines. Um, and that's really just like an expose on how local Macon farmers are being impacted by having to share a space with the vaccination site, a mass vaccination site. So some really interesting stuff. Yeah, and mine is called Isolated in, in an Older Age, and I'm working with also a very talented multimedia journalist, um, Angel Colquitt, and um, mine is about the effects of COVID-19 on the elderly, how it's mostly always affected like their mental health and how they've been going about their lives um, like every day um, since then, but also because, you know, elderly people are in a much higher risk group than a lot of other people. Um, as far as as like exposure to COVID-19 so please like you know check out that story when it whenever it hits the make a newsroom site which probably will be like in the next week or two yeah so Zan what is brewing for you this week I what's brewing for me is because I'm also going to plug a really cool story that I saw recently um so our professor for this class Evie Wilson um was working with uh Grant Blankenship and they've done a documentary called Saving Juliet and it's about um it is about a coal ash plant called Plant Schaefer um, right here in Georgia that has been uh, polluting the water of um, a local community of Juliet, Georgia. And it's about them, tr- uh, the residents there, trying to um, get clean water for themselves. And also how they've been exposed to this contaminated water for so long that it's had some adverse health effects on the residents living there. Um, and it's a really really documentary that Evie and Grant have been working on for the past year. Um, and so it's just, it just released and it's, it's really good. It's really good. And I just think that, um, actually there's like a lot of different water crises happening, um, across the country. And I think this is one that is really close to home. And so I think everyone should check it out. Um, it's available on YouTube. If you type in saving Juliet, you'll find it. Um, and so, yeah, so definitely watch that documentary. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll definitely um, we'll link that one also in um, in the show notes. Um, so yeah, check it out um, and learn about you know um, how like water treatment works and stuff like that, and learn about how like a lot of these things are probably affecting a community near you also. So, and with that, it's time for tea. This week is our series finale. Uh, what a bittersweet end to such an interesting year but we're going to answer some questions about the show right we're gonna get into the the usual the usual q a stuff um and i think like the first question we should ask is uh why do we do this show uh and how do we come up with the concept for this show um yasmin do you want to start uh yeah i can start um 
why did we do the show? Well, I feel like we came up with the concept really early on. I feel like we've mentioned on the show before that, like, this is a passion project of ours that was, you know, we had been talking about for a year before um, our first episode. Because, and that's because Dan and I were working on campus together, and we had already been really close just because, like, you know, not a lot of black people in the school. I'm always, you know, we're, I think we just gravitated to each other really quickly as freshmen. And so even yeah. when we didn't have classes or courses together, we, you know, we would always just link and we would just link and kiki and, you know, just talk about, like, really profound, like, nuanced stuff. Um, but it was still very colloquial. It was still very, like, us. And I think just, like, through having those conversations and then, you know, we got to be upperclassmen, you know, had a little bit more um, technical background. We had a little bit more experience. I mean, but we were still having these conversations. And it was very it was very therapeutic for me. I, I can't speak for Zan, but, like, it was definitely a very therapeutic experience for me. And so, you know, we just had the idea, because I really enjoy audio reporting and working in audio, we just had the idea, like, you know, we should start a podcast together, like, and it I don't know, it was very, um, it was a quick sort of decision that we had made. And then, you know, life happened, and so we had to put some stuff on pause. And then when the pandemic happened, I think, obviously, a lot of, like, awful things have come out of that. But also a lot of, like, creative um, adaptations have come out of that as well. And I, going into our senior year, and, you know, our senior year at the CCJ, um, there was a limit to like spaces in practicum placements. Practicum is just like how journalism students get hands-on experience either with like the Telegraph or GPB or some sometimes other outside um, media outlets. So like, you know, they were limiting placements in all of those places. And so we just had the idea over the summer, like we need to write a proposal and we need to do this podcast seriously. Uh, you know, I think, in my mind, I was like, it's better to do something, to work with someone that I like working with, who I know shares the same, like, vision that I do, to put out something that, like, we both really care about, instead of getting placed somewhere that I might not like, somewhere that might not, um, you know, I might not be able to build the skills that I want to, especially, like, because we're, we're graduating in, like, what, three weeks? Yeah, legitimately. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I think we really just wanted that, like, flexibility, you know? Yeah, having the indep the independence was, like, a really big thing for me, and, like, I think you're totally right, the flexibility as well, because we've been able to, like, you know, it has definitely been a hard experience, you know, nothing goes the way that you imagine it to, and our weekly schedule is funny at this point, just depend, you know, just looking right. at how things shake out, but um, I don't know, I, I appreciated that part of it. Yeah, like, no, I, I think that's, that's legitimately like, all things that I felt, you know, like, I tell people about this show, I'm like, oh, yeah, it is, in fact, yes, me and I keep keying for, like, an hour <laughs> is us doing this show, um, because, like, the things that we talk about on the show are legitimately things that, yes, me and I keep key about, like, in our everyday lives, like, I, like, every time that we talk to each other, it's, um, we are gonna talk a little bit about race theory, and we are gonna talk a little bit about, um, social justice because that's like who we are as people um and I love that we've gotten to like take these conversations that we are having with each other and get to like share them with other people that's been like and like I also agree like it is like therapeutic for me um because I fe always feel like really understood when we do this show together um and that's like something that I as I've like gone into like my um my senior year like I've def I've like definitely like deeply needed you know um and the show has been like a great like conduit for me to feel understood in that way um but yeah no we really just wanted I I love the flexibility of the show I I think we also just want to do something really different you know because I think um I don't know if anyone like people have done podcasts with like the make a newsroom before um and like with practicum before but I'm not sure if it's ever been done in this way and in, and about the things that we're doing it about, you know? Um, so that was also, like, really, really exciting. I think that um, I've had fun getting to learn so many things that I don't think I would have been able to learn um, had we not done the show. And we just, I think, 
you know, we just wanted a chance to like really have these in-depth conversations that like, and like do the reporting in a way that like, I think we both love, which is like involving a lot of scholarship, involving a lot of like deep dives, involving a lot of like heavy thinking. And the concept for the show is the, to be able to do that, but also like focusing black women and focusing black people as a whole. And that's been, that's been the best thing about the show. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because going to the school that we go to in with the demographics that it has, like we, you know, we go to a a predominantly white institution. And I think a lot of times, like when you're doing this research, because everything Dana's saying is correct. Every time we would have conversations, like they would not turn into like a critical analysis of anything I just feel like that was kind of just baked into the language that like we already had and so like I spent a lot of my collegiate experience doing that research and then like outside of class and then I would go to class and definitely like not feel heard or I felt like we were just like touching on things like at a very surface level and I'm like I this is not helpful to me because like I don't need the surface you know, like, if, if I'm doing the surface level stuff outside of class, I don't need to go to class to do that. Like, mark me present. I don't need that. And so I think recognizing that, like, there was a need for, like, critical conversations to be happening by, like, black women and women-aligned people, then, like, I don't know, it, it just seemed, like, so natural for me. Right, right. Like, I, I, I've had, like, the same experience where it's, like, you'll have conversations about race at a PWI and all of it is like racism is bad and it's affecting people. Okay, go home. Bye. Like that's, and that's not doing anything for me. Also, I don't think it's doing anything for people who call them, who like identify like as allies to like our community, you know, like I think I, I think I also wanted to get past that. And I feel that a lot of the conversations that we've had about race and the conversations that we've been able to have about race have been like way past like race one on one. Um and I think we've gotten to do we've gotten to do like, you know, two or three, two oh four, three oh six. Like, you know, we've been we've gotten to we've gotten to make that happen for us. Um by like really, really thinking about how all of these systems play on each other and work with each other and that like these systems aren't broken. They're working exactly the way they're supposed to um, and the way they're supposed to disenfranchise people. Um, and that's been that's been really, really exciting. And like, I've had people, you know, come to me, talk to me and been like, oh, wow, I had never considered this thought before. And it's like, yeah, that'll happen when you <laughs> have like a show that's like wants to to meet you at the level that, that you're at, you know, um, and yeah. Right, right. Like I think, I think that's that's what we've been trying to do. We're trying to be like, hey, we know the basics. Here's like some ways you can actually start like applying that in your life, and here's some ways that like, right, like these things have like always been happening, and they've always been happening like this. Um, and maybe if you know a little bit more about it, you'll you'll work to to end that. But yeah, that's the that's the basic concept for our show. We're like, it's time for it's time for two o two. It's time for two o two. Um, come along with us while we do that. Yeah, yeah, we've had like a lot of episodes because I think because last season I think was twelve episodes and this episode this season is eleven. Um, so we've um. So we've really been, we've really been kicking it out like every week. Um, but yeah. as far as like episodes, oh, that's so hard. That's so hard. I mean, I'm always going to love our very first episode, which is about hair. That's always going to have like a special place in my heart yeah. because like that was the episode where we were trying to figure out who we were and what we wanted to do and where we want to go. And I just think that episode is just so fundamental to thinking about the rest of our show. Um, and so I loved, loved, loved the episode, especially because it was like, I was like, you know, very, I was more established in like my own like natural hair care journey at the time. And I was, or I I was starting to get more established that that one just felt really good. Um, but I also, 
I really, really loved our, um, I loved our feminine, from, from season one, okay, I'll do it in two seasons. So in season one, I loved our feminism episode probably the most. Um, that was so fun. That was so great. Uh, Cameron Dawkins is an icon and a legend. And um, I really loved talking with them. That was great. Um, and in season... Go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying like that that I think it's funny because that was our like that was the end of season 1. So I like that your two favorites were like the first and the last episodes of that season. It, like they were just so defining, I think. <laughs> wow. Real journalism. <laughs> right, right. And like from season 2, I loved our like Black History Month series. I loved the whole of it. I loved all of it. Every last piece of that was just chef's kiss. It was so good. <laughs> Yeah, I love that too. Oh, I don't know if I could pick. Jeez, this is hard. I I don't know. I really like the episodes where we talk about lighter subjects. So I really liked our um, Black Girl Jam Sesh. I think that was just like a, it was obviously like structurally different from all of our other episodes. You know, it wasn't as hard hitting, but I still think that there's like a lot of power and being able to like do something joyful and like just talk about the music that I like to get turned to like that's really fun so you know I'm still listening to all the Yay. music that we like had in that episode so like I I think that also like it was a way for us to show more of ourselves you know without saying like I like x I think it's just you know a peek into you know who we are so I think that was like a really fun episode to do um from season one I think my favorite episode was the round table with Michaela Jones and Michael Middlebrooks on being black at a PWI I think oh, yeah. I love doing round table episodes um I think that's like my favorite format but like being able to have that conversation when and we all four of us like came from different places different backgrounds and we even like are, were established in different things all on the same campus. So, like, very different people still sharing a lot of the same experiences. And I felt like that was, like, just a very, like, unifying moment um, for the show, for our listeners, for Black people that go to PWIs, you know? Right, right. Yeah, that episode, that episode was, was really, really good. I love that. Um, our next question is... What is your favorite thing about Black Girl Tea Party? Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't know. Um, my my favorite thing, I think it's just like being able to talk to Zan at like the around the same time every week about because uh, what y'all don't hear is that Zan and I are on the phone for like thirty minutes to an hour before we start recording, just talking. Truly, and like, <laughs> and sometimes it's like even that long after and so really I just think I think that's my favorite part just being able to like have that um communion not communion but just like um because I feel like community is not the right word because it's just like the relationship between the two of us but I just like having that time with you to be able to be like oh my gosh I'm going through something before we hit the hit record so you need to know this right now <laughs> or like <laughs> like how did I tell you what I did today did I tell you what these children were saying on campus today like just having that those moments I think are really just invaluable for me and I think it just makes like the production even more authentic I think it makes me like happy to do it you know when I'm just like you know just like looking at our evolution from starting as like freshman journalists wide-eyed not knowing where our place in the industry was to being able to like really lean on each other and like support each other and now we like have a project I think our evolution is like my favorite thing I guess I'm talking like a little bit in circles but that's the point that I'm trying to make like taking a step back and looking at like all the stuff that we have done and like you know Black Girl Tea Party isn't just something that like we talked about in theory anymore it is like tangible it is real like we can calculate our listeners we can look at all of this stuff and like really put together uh, a portfolio of like the things that we've done and I think because like 
the concept hits me very personally, that evolution also hits me like on a very personal level too. So I don't know. I'm just like, uh, it's very weird for yeah. me to be so proud of the things that I've done, but I am very proud that like we were able to like set a goal and like do that. Oh yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree. I feel, I feel very similar. I was also gonna say that that's my favorite thing is I love getting to work with you so much. Like when I listen, this is why whenever I edit episodes, I like credit Yasmin as being the brains of the operation. Um, because <laughs> and like that's how you know that I edited that episode not only because I have the credit, but because like um i will credit yasmin as the brains of the operation because i a because i think it's funny and b because it's true like um i i truly think that like um i love you know i love us talking for like 30 minutes beforehand because i will like take i will go the whole week and then i'll wait until like we record on wednesdays and so like i'll wait until wednesday and i'll be like i'm gonna tell yasmin about this and she's gonna be so she's gonna be so upset about it in the way that i'm upset about it and it's gonna be fine <laughs> and that is me every week i am waiting on it i'm like i'm like wait till i tell my homegirl this wait till i tell her it's gonna be because i always listen when i say that this is upsetting me and my homegirls i really mean me that's me <laughs> Because <laughs> because it do, it do. And that's really what I mean. That's really what I mean. I'm like, I'm going to tell her about this. And she's going to know what I'm talking about. Um, and like, and that's why I say like the, like the best part about the show is the ability to feel like understood while doing it. Because like, that is like the whole reason that we do the show. That's the whole reason that like, I really love it. Um, just because I just I just think we're <laughs> we're doing something really special uh, together, and I think it's great to do something special with somebody who like you vibe with, and I think that like that's like a rare occasion, and I I've just enjoyed that like the most about it. Um, you know, so yeah, I would also that's my that's also my favorite thing about the show. Yes. Uh, oh, I like just looking back. I wonder if I I don't know if I'm ever gonna like go back and listen to season one with like without it making me sad i don't know if i'll be able to like look back and just like listen in order to all of our stuff because i like week to week just getting better every week and just like having a better flow and like actually doing like talking about stuff that we really care about is also probably my favorite thing like being able to make executive decisions about the stuff that we want to talk about and not feeling policed I think it's also like a really important thing because like it is just the two of us we really do just be vibing like <laughs> legitimately like I want people to know that like we don't have like we we are really doing the work that like usually a team of people do you know like other podcasts have like a separate editor from their host you know and and we don't we don't have that like it legitimately it's on on Mondays, we like sort, we like, A, if we haven't figured out what we're going to do, which like we usually have like a schedule of what we're going to do every season, but like on Monday, we sit with each other, we're like, hey, do we feel prepared to do this episode? And usually the answer is yes, because we've been working on it. And then we like source and like script on Monday and Tuesday, on Wednesday, you record, on Thursday, we do any further sourcing that needs to happen. And then like Friday night or like Saturday morning, is when we edit the show for like three hours um and then um because like we take turns editing and then and then you know it's up for you guys on like the weekend um and that's when it hits your it hits your podcast feed and like all of that work is something that usually like five people do like for like or if not more people do that um as well as like we do all like the branding and stuff for the show like it's a we are we are legitimately doing the work of like like for like at least maybe like 10 and under people um and it's just us um and so yeah. you know which is also one of the reasons that we thought it was like super worthy of being like a practicum thing because of the fact that like we're we're putting our hands in like so many other things and like other podcasts do not do not function <laughs> like that you know like every podcast i listen to has like a separate editor and like an assistant and like several other people who have their hands on the project and this one it's like it's me and my homegirl so yeah yeah 
but you know, I'm glad that we were able to experience like doing those roles. Like, Dan, you're a producer. I'm a producer. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like making being able to step into that role and really make like those executive decisions and like curate exactly what you want to say and doing it on things that you think are really important that are, you know, really important to talk about. Never in my journalistic work have I ever been able to talk about blackness and fashion. You know, I've never been able to talk about fat phobia in any of like my academic settings um, or womanism colorism, hair, like all of these things that are like very nuanced issues that are like really central to blackness and black womanhood, you know, they it's missing. It's missing in my academic sphere. You know, that can't that probably is not true for every single person, but like it was definitely missing for me. I'm pretty sure it was missing for you as well. And so I'm just like that is also really important. I feel like I've said that, but just like honing in really on like taking charge of what you want to say, you know, invaluable. Yeah, all of that, all of that. Um, so why why the name Black Girl Tea Party? Now, y'all, this is a story. <laughs> this is a story. Wow, <laughs> our brains, our two brains. Okay, not even our brain. This is this is your brain, like Miss Ma'am. This is. <laughs> This is really what it is. When I tell y'all that Yasmin is the brains of this operation, I mean that with my whole chest. I do. I do. Because we were like, so Yasmin and I were like, we're like resident assistants for a year. And like when you're resident assistant, sometimes you have to like, you're like on duty. And um, Yasmin and I worked in the same building. And so like, I think you were on duty that night. And like, you were like between rounds. And so like duty can get really boring because like there's nothing, there usually unless like something bad is happening there's nothing to do in between your rounds or then like sit in the office and like chill out until a someone needs you or b you need to go back on rounds to like walk around the buildings and so i was down there um because sometimes i would like go on the walk with yasmin in case something happened or like you know because i didn't have anything else to do and i just really want to chill out with her um and so we were talking about this podcast and we were like we should make a podcast and i was like what will we even call it and we were like spitting out names and then Yasmin, I was like, all we're doing is filling, and Yasmin said, all we're doing is filling the tea. And then she said, what if we called it Black Girl Tea Party? And then I wrote that down because I was like, that's a kick-ass name right there. And here we are. I mean, <laughs> yes, literally that. Like, it was not something that we, like, sat down and, like, thought about. We didn't have, like, a long, I want to say, like, Black Girl Tea Party was, like, our first name. Oh, yeah, it was. I don't think, because, you know, sometimes shows go through different names or, like, you know, you have a long list of stuff to choose from. And it was really just, like, very, it's one of those things, like I said, like, that just came, like, very naturally. I was like, well, we're going to talk about black people and we're going to spill the tea. Because <laughs> I wanted it to be very conversational. Like, I wanted it to feel like, you know, any conversation that Zan and I would have on a random day. And I was like, well, so, you know, what are those two things? Like, I feel the name, I feel like the name is just, like, self-explanatory and also really funny. So, like, <laughs> Black Girl Tea Party, like, you know, and you're either in the tea party or you're not, so. <laughs> legitimately, legitimately. And, like, that's just, <laughs> that's, like, the, that's, like, you know, that's, like, I think that's, like, emblematic of, like, how our relationship works. Um, and, like, honestly, that goes with, like, the titles for our show. Like, the t half the titles for our show are because, like, I'm sitting around like having smoke coming out of my ears, trying to think about what the title for the show for the for an episode should be. And Yasmin is like, "Oh, this," and it's always like, it's always like kitschy and entertaining and fun and like, and I'm like, "Your brain, your mind, you're um an icon, a treasure, um, <laughs> an absolute goddess." It's it's me. Whenever Yasmin comes up with the actual like best title that I've ever heard. Um, cause sometimes, some weeks we are like struggling to come up with a title and then yes, we will just say something and I'm like, yes, exactly that. No, consume, cancel, retweet, that, that was everything. That took us so long to come up with it. It did. I screamed. I screamed in the studio when we were, or in the lab. When, when you said that to me, I said, oh my God, oh my God, yes. Cause 
I, I didn't want it to be like cancel culture for reasons that you can listen to the cancel culture episode, but just like, I just didn't want it to just be like black girl tea party, an episode on cancel culture. Cause I just felt like it would get lost, you know? Right. So that's always well, what I think about. I'm like, the title. yeah, yeah. Um, but titles, like, it's a fun, I don't know. It's just another way for us to like show our creativity, you know? Feminism, but make it black. Wow, your that was your brain. Yes, that was. <laughs> that was that was my brain on that one. That was my brain on that one. But like we, oh my god, we be having so much fun with the titles of our show of our episodes, though. We truly, truly do. Yes, an Afro comes. Yes. Wow, <laughs> I love it. Um, I, I love that title. I was like, oh my God, yes. Like, oh my, yeah, we, uh, we don't like, we don't even really like troubleshoot a ton unless like, it's like, okay, you can tell like, unless it's like, I think it is me and I are both sometimes like we're burned out by like, cause we also like, you know, obviously we have other classes while we're like producing this entire show. And so like you sometimes like, we'll be sitting there for like a minute on like the phone or like over text messages when one of us is like editing on like a Friday or Saturday morning and we're like, hey girl, um, what am I supposed to call this episode? And we'll like, sometimes we'll troubleshoot things, but other times like um, the title just comes and we're like, yes, that's the title of this episode. That's the crux of what we were doing that, that episode. Um, which I think is like the benefit of having like a day or two between like when we edit and when we record. So that we can feel like a little refreshed and then like really think about what we want to do. But also sometimes we get titles before the episode even airs and we're like, oh yeah, this is what it should be. Uh, but yeah, no, a lot of them are, I think a lot of them are like Yasmin being funny and being awesome. So. <laughs> Thank you. Behind, I'm looking at some of the behind the drip. Ooh, that was fun. That was a good one. Young that was a good one right there. Black. Love it. And scene. Oh, these are all so fun. Oh my gosh, yeah. No, I love looking at like our anchor account and like which which is how we um we distribute the show. Um and like seeing all the fun titles like together and it just oh my gosh, I think it I think it cements like who we are, um and like the kind of like people that we are by what our episode titles are. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, it has to be fun, but it also has to, like, you know, tell you what this episode is going to be about. And oftentimes we'll say, like, an episode on blank. like <laughs> Right. So, like, you know, but we're also going to have a good time here um, because we're always having a good time. But, but yeah, like, no, like, it is, like, Yasmin. Like, Yasmin's the reason why our opening segment is called The Brew. Like, we were trying to figure out what we wanted to call our hot topic section. And Yasmin said, oh, The Brew. And, like, her mind like yes oh yeah because i was like you know it's just a structural thing i was like what are tea puns what are a bunch of tea puns that we can like you know say and that's why when we get to the like meat of the episode that's why you say like hey you know it's time for tea because i you know i imagine us like if we were having this conversation like at a physical tea party we would do the brew while the water was brewing you know (laughs) legitimately legitimately i think if it had not been for COVID, we would be like doing this show like with actual tea which we considered when we were like trying to figure out what we wanted to do for the show you know oh we did you're completely right we did consider like getting a tea set and like having having that and like like building a set right right we we very much considered that as one of like our like gimmicky things we wanted to do but we do do a couple of other things like you know like you know we, we say it's time for tea we like call our our listeners lords ladies and lovelies which i think is like a great um <laughs> a great intro we have a little like bell sound uh before we begin like our main segment so we do like you know it's in there the spirit of it is there yes so we are on theme always we never we are <laughs> Right. You know, our branding, our branding is very, like, it's very, like, a cool tea party, you know, um, which, which, which we can talk about, like, the particular, like, branding for the show later. Yeah. Well, we can talk about the intro music. Um, 
because I think that those go like hand in hand. Oh yeah. With the the intro music and just like the brand together, because like like Dan was saying earlier, we are we are journalists of many trades, and that we have had to from start to finish, from planning to where we are now, we have done everything. We've spearheaded every single thing. Um, you know, from proposing this, from doing like a weekly schedule and having a an episode list, contacting people. All of that is like the journalistic side. And then we also have had to learn like brand management and like how to like put out digital content and doing that without the resources of like, you know, having a team. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying I wish that we did. It's just, it's something that like we've had to, to learn, you know, and looking at the way our show reaches people is very, very interesting. Um, yeah, but I'll talk about our music. The The theme that plays at the beginning and the end of every episode was made by my boyfriend of three, almost three and a half years, Calvin Jamont, who also goes to Mercer with us. He's a major in econ and finance and, you know, my bestie, love him so much. And, you know, I was, obviously I had told him that, you know, this is something that we wanted to do. And he likes making beats. He has a couple of songs and, um, you know, that's something that he's really passionate about. And so we were just talking um, and I asked him, I was like, hey, you know, could you make an intro for us for this podcast? And he was like, oh, yeah, what do you want? It was very easy. It was just like, yeah, what do you want? And I just said, like, a bunch of random words. I was like, yeah, I want it to be, like, chill, lo-fi, kind of. But it has to be very – I was like, there has to be, like, a clinking sound at the end. I was like, there has to be, like, a this staple clinking sound to really tie the whole theme together because I wanted that tea party element to, like – or we wanted the tea party element to, like, be in the music. And so I told him all of that nonsense, and he was like, okay, bet. <laughs> and then, like, by the end of the day, he – um, you know, he gave us the the intro music. I sent it to Zan, and it was you know it was perfect. It was it was truly iconic. Like I heard it, and I was like I was like smiling from ear to ear. I was like, excuse me, this is so good. I was like I was like, how did he know? How did he know into our minds what we wanted? Because <laughs> we were like we very much wanted like a very like we wanted a cool girl vibe. You know, we wanted. We wanted something that was that felt um, that felt like mature, but also like would definitely like you know get down, um, you know, and like I don't know how he like how he like knew he knew what we wanted, and then he just made that like absolute magic. What a power couple, honestly. Uh, <laughs> oh, his brain. Mm, that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I love our intro music so much. I be bumping to it when I'm editing the show. Yes, I I think it's supposed to be a mixture of like all the things that we wanted. But then like that that goes into the branding, like you were talking about. Our Van has done all, if almost all, if not all, of like the branding, like stuff that you see on our social media, um, from like our logo which is hand drawn by them i'm going to i'm going to gas you up like oh my god it and if our our older fans might remember we we changed logos what was it mid-season yeah like i think like like mid like mid-season one yeah like then through those two and we you know, it started the same as everything else, had a conversation of, like, what we wanted it to look like, and then we were able to, Zan was able to emulate that through art, and I think, like, that contribution to the show is just so great. It really is just, like, the the blanket that ties our entire thing together, just being able to, like, you know, on a surface level, yeah, it's like a black woman drinking tea on the cover but it's like also I see myself in that person and like I hope that like our listeners that identify with us can see themselves in that as well um 
but also I just like the idea that we're like uplifting really small creators. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, Calman does like does not make beats by trade or anything like that, but like we're able to feature his art in every single episode. Like we're able to feature Zan's art in every episode, and like it will live forever as long as you know what I'm saying. As long as right. Instagram exists, it will, it will live on there. So, huh. Yeah, yeah, no, I had a lot of fun doing doing the doing the logo specifically. Like that was something I was most excited about because like I I had just started like honestly this is like really like the stars aligning kind of deal because like I had just gotten a Wacom tablet um because like literally like the summer before we started doing the shows when I bought that Wacom tablet over the um over like. I think when we were in quarantine initially is when I had bought it because my my laptop's like touchscreen stopped working, um, and, and that was like how I was like my I had, I, I had a two in one laptop and like I would like flip it around and I would like use my stylus and I would like draw for several hours right or I would like draw during class um, with my <laughs> with my camera off while I was like you know listening to the lecture but then like my touchscreen stopped working and then I was like oh dang well now I got to do something else so I bought a Wacom tablet and I had been trying to learn how to use that tablet um it's like a really different muscle memory to learn how to use a Wacom tablet um and so that's what I use so like my I think the first logo we had was when I like just started drawing and I was using my um stylus and my touchscreen and it's like listen I'll admit our first logo looks rough to me now because I like our new logo so much more and I think it's also like um it is an a semblance of like how my art has like my art journey has like evolved like i've become a better artist because i've been practicing a whole lot more and i was just a lot better at it by the time that i drew our second logo and i knew about how like bodies and references worked a little bit more when i drew our second logo like i'm certainly not like a great artist but like i i know how to do like basic shapes now um or at least by the time that i was doing the logo the second time around but also like i feel like it's a semblance of like we knew who we were as a show more when we got that second logo. Like we knew what we want, who we wanted to be by the time that we got the second logo. And also like I had learned Photoshop also. And so like, obviously there's some Photoshop elements in that drawing as well. Like, um, cause like I went through, there was like, okay, there's like, there's some steps to how we got that logo. So like we were both didn't really super enjoy our first logo. Cause I, like, it was a logo that I think, was like functional more than it was like fashionable, you know? Um, and so I was thinking about branding. And so I went on this website um, called like Coolers um, where like it lets you make like different color palettes. And so I just like was like pressing the space bar until I got to like a color combination that I wanted. And there were like four different palettes that I showed Yasmin about like what our branding could look like. And so then I ended up, I showed her like three of them and then I made one like by like you know like moving the stylus around to get to like the certain kinds of and shades of colors that I thought would like mesh with our vibe and like that is the palette that we use in like all of our branding is like it's the purple gray black and that tan color um and uh and, and a brown that like I wanted to be like really warm um and so that's the those are the colors that we use in like all of our branding going forward like those specific colors those specific hex codes um which is what i really love about branding is that like it's the same color throughout because i wanted to give us something that was like seamless and classic and was going to like carry over in like a certain way of course i can't always use those hex codes in like everything that we do but in like the majority of of, of the stuff that we do i use those specific hex codes um and so once I had the palette, I was like that, like Yasmin also really liked, um, I took those colors and I put them into the, um, into the drawing app that I used. I think I was using, um, Autodesk art. I used Fire Alpaca now, but I was using that at the time. Um, and so then I, I just like, I used a reference of a girl drinking tea and I like, I changed the hands and I like used all the colors in our palette <laughs> in the logo and I went it was really interesting to figure out how it was going especially that gray color I was trying to figure out how I was going to use that in the um in the logo and so then I was like oh well, I'll paint her nails um but also like I put elements of like me and Yasmin in the logos like Yasmin has like a nose ring and so I gave the girl in the logo a nose ring <laughs> and I have like a mole on, on the side of my mouth and so I gave her a mole on, on, on the side of her mouth you know and so I 
it was just really I don't know that logo is as much as about us as it is about the show you know I mean and I think that makes sense that's that's like what we've been saying the whole time that like this show obviously like is its own entity but like I think we both feel very connected to each other and like very connected to it therefore like you know like we are both parts of each other well, I mean us in the show right. you know right right it was a really cool it was just a really cool art journey to like to like put to like put ourselves into <laughs> into this piece that's going to be like on every episode that we use um and i really like our logo um a whole lot because of that um what do you think is like the hardest episode to do that we've done so yeah our our hardest episode um i think so as far as like production, I always think that like our hardest episode is always going to be like our first episode, but only because like we were just trying to figure out like what we were going to do, you know? And I also think that our first episode had like the largest setbacks, you know? Like we always have issues like with, um, we use task cams to record. So it's like, it's with task cams. It's with like, um, I think, ooh, I remember that like, your audio was in mono instead of stereo so we were having issues trying to figure out how to get it <laughs> into stereo um we had all i think we i think for that episode we had like edited the whole thing and then like we found out we put it into headphones that your audio wasn't was in mono and not stereo and so it was like a whole it was a whole thing um so production wise i think it'll always be like the hard episode will be the first one because we weren't we didn't know how to like troubleshoot and we learned how to troubleshoot with time. Um, emotionally, I think the prison abolition episode was really hard for me. Um, only because like I have very specific opinions about prison abolition. I have very specific opinions about policing, but also I think that's those episodes are emotionally hard because like ever since, like honestly, ever since like Trayvon Martin died and before that we have always had to, keep talking about policing we've always had to keep saying hey there's some issues with the way that the system works and we've always had to keep defending that system or have we always have people defending that system even though it's like actively murdering people and even though it's actively putting people away and it's harming communities and i think it's always really and i had to talk about khalif browner and like I think he's, like, one of, like, a handful of people who, like, every time I say their name, it, like, it hits me somewhere really deep. And so, like, that episode was really hard because I had to, like, or that series was really hard just because I had to, I had to remember a lot of the grief that I feel about the, about, I don't know, about, like, being, about being black and living in a world where your body is highly policed. You know, like, I had to, like, scripting the episode was hard because, like, or, like, even recording is also hard and editing is also even harder because I'm still, like, I'm putting myself into that place to try and, like, convince our listeners and anyone who listens to the show that, like, there are some real issues with these systems and that they need to change. And so, like, of course, I'm always thinking about those things when we do episodes like that. So those are, those episodes are, are really, really hard. Yeah. No, I completely, completely agree. I think the prison abolition one was definitely, like, um, one that affected me, you know, emotionally and in content. Like, you know, because, like, we recognize, like, the trends that are happening. And then I think even just, like, because I've talked about that so much. And, like, I just feel like it's something that I've been exposed to so much. Uh, just, you know, through academics and just like you know personal research that it's really hard that episode specifically was really hard and I think that there was a lot of tension in it because it is something that like is not resolvable right it's not resolvable at the end of an episode of Black Girl Tea Party it's not resolvable at the end of like one legislative session or you know even one case that could highlight all of the ills of you know, that, that sphere. And I think we find discomfort in the fact that, like, there is no resolve for a lot of people. Not that there is none. It's just, like, 
that the steps are being taken in the right way to have that. Um, and I think it's really frustrating when people have been stu- people have been studying abolition for generations. It's not a new conversation that is happening. And I think it's also really frustrating when um, with people in abolition specifically because like we recognize the problem and there are a bounty of pathways to take to solve that problem. And yeah, it feels as if we're like stuck in this like limbo period of like allowing injustice to occur because either it was too hard to solve the problem, it's too deeply ingrained in our society to undo, or it like just makes a lot of people out of a lot of money. So I don't know. I think that one was emotionally really hard. Technologically, right. <laughs> technologically, I don't know. Um, I mean, I agree. The first episode was definitely different, just like the way that we did it. Because we we were even together. We had to like, for COVID reasons, like you know, adapting to not being in the same booth or in the same room or on the same set when we're recording is also something that is like, I think, hard. Because, you know, I, I'm a visual person, so, like, I, I feed off of, like, facial expressions, and, like, I'm also a very, like, um, expressive person in that regard, so I feel like I don't think any of that is lost, obviously, because this is, like, audio, but you know what I'm saying, like, that that sort right. of um, familiarity, I think, was a fear, that was a fear of mine, that that would get lost. Right, because, like, now we, now we call each other, and we record these episodes, um, and um we don't we try not to i don't think we even have many episodes where like we are not on the same call while we do it and we're just like reading whatever we've scripted because like i don't know i like our little tangents you know um i think they add a little extra flavor and spice to the episode um but yeah we definitely i think we definitely had to like learn how to what our what like our what our dynamic would be for the show you know what we wanted it again like it was a lot of figuring out who we were at the time um the next question is how do we do the brew and like how do we decide what's going to go into the brew <laughs> stop oh my god <laughs> oh my gosh i don't know why that made me laugh well i do know why um it's because stuff oh well if you don't mind, i'm gonna answer the brew yeah, go for is it, so go for funny it. to me because I will either know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, I'll wait, see what's going on during the week, do a little newsy stuff. Like, And sometimes my brew is, like, very pop culture-centered, and sometimes it, you know, is different. Um, and so sometimes I'm, like, super on it. Other times we will, like, start recording, and I'm like, I don't know what's brewing in the world. I have no idea what's brewing, what's going on. What are, and then I will literally Google black news. I will literally Google black people news. And <laughs> if I don't know what my brew is going to be, my search engine is so hilarious because I will, like, try to figure out something. <laughs> Just trying to figure it out. But I don't know. I feel like all of our brews are really interesting. But sometimes getting them together is a little bit harder than you would think. No, but, like, legitimately, you're, like, right, because, like, that's, that's what sometimes, that's why we be on the phone for, like, 20 minutes before we record sometimes, is because, like, we are either, A, both trying to find out a brew is, or, B, we're, like, kikiing up something else, and then deciding if that's going to be our brew or not, because <laughs> sometimes, because sometimes stuff happens in our lives, and we're, like, oh, dude, dude, this should be the thing that I, like, talk about in the brew, um, Sometimes for me, like, I, I'll see something out in the world, and I'll be like, that's what I'm going to do, do for my brew on Wednesday. Or, like, I listen to a lot of other podcasts who do, like, a pop culture segment type deal, and it's something that maybe they'll talk about where I'll be like, oh, I want to talk about that on the show, um, is usually what it is. But uh, I don't know. It's either, I feel like for me, it's either, like, something that has angered me severely that I just do not know how to process, or, like, sometimes it's brews like i think i forget which episode it was in but when we had that like moment of silence uh i think it was probably like in our black lives matter episode um where we had like that moment of silence and like that needed to happen for me because i was like actively grieving 
when that when we did that and so that that's why it was the brew instead like you know the or at least at the end of the brew that's why it was there because like i was like i i just need to i need to do this i need to honor these names in some way in a thing that i'm creating about blackness and so i did it for that but like ooh. <laughs> but other weeks um either it comes or it doesn't you know yeah But uh, I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm keeping that cackle in the in the edit because that's so funny to me. <laughs> no, that is. Yeah, I think you should keep it. It's my gift yes. to the episode. But like, oh my gosh, the brew. I think my favorite part about the brew is when one of us is like going ham about something, and the other one is like, actually, yes, for that exact same reason, <laughs> I will be bandwagoning <laughs> on this brew. Like, I just remember when you were talking about Tim Burton. And I was like, yes, I will jump on this bandwagon and also talk about Tim Burton right now because I'm in, I'm enraged. <laughs> yeah, it's like, listen, it's me and my homegirl <laughs> jumping onto people. That's what that's what this dynamic is. Oh my god. Um, is there any? I think we've answered all the questions. Okay, okay. I think the one okay, wait, okay, there's one more we haven't answered from the from the list. It um it's what would you say is the show? Oh wow. I don't even know. I like okay, I remember, I know I said earlier that like I always t- that I tell people that like this is me and Yasmin kicking for an hour. But like really that's like an oversimplification as um one of my friends uh mentioned when i when i said this to her um because she was like y'all be uh y'all do a lot of research um and like y'all give a lot of nuance to it uh shout out to rachel for listening to the show um but (laughs) yeah yeah it is it is a lot more than that i think it is i think the show um I don't know the show the show truly is like a passion project for us but also i think it's this like space to feel understood ultimately i think it's this space to feel to to be seen and specifically to be heard because this is this is only audio um and a space where like i think yasmin and i have gotten to have like a lot of a lot of freedom of like self and expression um, that I think we probably wouldn't have had if we had done anything else for practicum this year. Like, I just think that it's it's allowed us to grow in the ways that I think we needed to grow very critically. Um, and I think that is the show. Like, the show, like, I, like, I, w- I don't want to, like, simplify saying that the show is us, but, like, it really is. Like, I think it is, it's, like, our relationship and it's, like, the development that we've gotten to have with each other and in like our our professional um selves also um and like i don't know i feel like the show has gotten better as like we've gotten better as like people this year and so that's that's what i think it is yeah no i definitely i could not agree more i think the show for me is exactly what it says like in our description and i don't mean to say that to be like "Mm, we we've answered this but like it's in the description it literally says that like this is a platform for us to like reclaim our voices and agency as it relates to all of the topics that we're talking about and I think we've always been very grounded in that you know we've oh we never had any confusion about what our purpose was you know um or what our purpose with this project was and I think that you know, having that clarity made it really easy for all this to come together. And I think everything that, you know, you're saying, Zan, is correct in that, like, it, I mean, it is us, right? It is a physical sort of manifestation of all of the things, of our relationship, of our personal growth and evolution as storytellers and media personnel and just kick-ass people, like, uh, I think that it is all of those things, I think, um, having, I don't know, I look at it really as, like, a living sort of project, I, 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 when I look at Black Girl Tea Party, I don't see something that is static, um, 
and maybe I could be biased because I'm a producer of the show, but also, like, I think that that is, like, important, you know? Right, yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree. Um, but now that truly is all of our questions that we had laid out to to answer today, and of course, you know, we have an email, we have DMs, if any of you guys out there in cyberspace uh, <laughs> have other questions that we did answer here, we can always answer them there, but um, Yasmin, do you have any last thoughts, any last goodbyes for this project of ours, as this is probably our uh, our series finale? Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, that makes me so sad. I hate that so much. I mean, I'm glad that we were able to experience this together. Like I said before, I'm glad that we were able to set our mind on something and really use our entire backpack of skills to put this together that, you know, something that is representative of the things that we hold dear you know having critical conversations amplifying the voices of black women like all of the things are like stuff that I want to hold through through my whole career regardless of where it takes me and I'm really glad that I can look back on Black Girl Tea Party as really like a jumping off point for my personal life for my career I think if I I mean because right now I'm graduating right well we both are and I'm in a very like weird place trying to figure out what my next step is and I have a hard time feeling uh very proud or very like um excited about the work that I've done and I think even recording this episode and taking a step back has like made me realize like no we actually put a lot of work into this project and I'm just very happy with the way that it turned out. I'm really happy that we were able to work together. I'm happy that everybody was so, you know, I'm happy at the um, responses that we've received from people will just like stop me on campus and tell me that they're listening to my show or that like, you know, Oh, I can't wait for this next episode. And I think that like, those experiences even on like a small level are like you know you can't get them anywhere else so I don't know I I love my co-host so so very very much I oh I could just go on all day oh my god yeah yeah like I I feel very similarly. Like I think the best, like the best thing about the show is getting to do it with you. I mean, like I, I truly, truly do feel that way. Um, I'm glad that we've gotten to grow in this way. I'm glad that I- I'm glad that I've gotten to say that. Like I've, you know, um, like I've like we've made a very successful podcast. You know, like I, I feel that we have like we've had like some 500 people have at least listened to one episode of our show and that's like way more than i thought we would like ever have who listened to the show um i think we've gotten you know people people have talked to me about it said that they really enjoy it and that's been like really exciting and great for me um i just i just love that we've gotten to do this and that we've gotten to to make something fantastic that we've gotten to like really give our all effort to and that's always going to mean the most to me you know like I'm you know obviously we're both going to like be moving on like professionally from this but I think I think it's always going to be be with us somewhere um the fact that we've gotten to do this like this one like really good really personal thing that we've worked very hard for to have and this space to be in you know um it's actually really sad because, like, I I love I love my weekly Kiki with Yasmin. I love it, um, and I cherish it so much. But um, so yeah, so it's really it's really sad to say goodbye to something that I think we've we've put so many hours of effort into. But um, you know, all good things come to an end as they do. But um, that's a wrap for episode this week, Yasmin. Uh, for the last time, where can our listeners find you? Oh, our listeners, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Yasmin underscore S-A. 
Suzanne, where can our listeners find you? I am at It's Alexandria Dorsey on Twitter and Instagram. As always, please follow us at Black Girl Tea on Instagram and search Black Girl Tea Party on Facebook and at Black Girl Tea Time on Twitter to stay up to date episodes and updates from us. Um, you know, maybe once in a while we'll probably put out something um, to you guys, but that's where you find us. Yes, you can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to your audio content. Let us know what your favorite episode is. You can also still ask us questions if you want to. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you can send us an email at blackgirlteaparty at gmail.com to send us questions that you have about the show. Tell us that you miss it. Tell us that our, your favorite episode and or just tell us how much you you've loved this episode. Um, we would always love to hear from you. I'm still gonna be checking the email and places like that if you want to stay in touch with us. Um, remember to love often and with all your heart. And thank each and every last one of the Lord's ladies and lovelies who have listened to this show. You what you're what has allowed us to do it for two seasons, and we just really appreciate the fact that you've been here for this for this ride with us so thank you thank you thank you um a thousand times thank you for letting us do this show and for being with us during this time remember love each other and yourselves and we'll see you around question mark (laughs) yeah yeah um you know we'll we'll see you around thanks for coming to the tea party (laughs) bye guys